Welcome to Film Yak, our <laughs> weekly discussion of movies. Uh, I'm the host. Well, I'm not the host. I don't like to say that. I'm John. You're the host now. Yeah, but I don't want to say I'm the host. We're all the hosts. We're all the hosts. Yeah, I'm John. I'm Kevin. I'm John too. John A. <laughs> John A. Okay. Um, this week, we're going to be talking about the Mikhail Kalatazov film Soy Cuba, also known as I Am Cuba. Uh, from 1964, we all watched it. It was my pick to watch, and honestly, can I tell you, like right after I, what, well, actually, while I was watching it, I was like, "This is great," but I don't know what I was thinking picking this movie. It's our first week without Jordan. <laughs> I should have went with a Gaspar Noe film or Solo or something really <laughs> extreme, you know? Like well, this some, is extreme in its own right. It's ex- yeah, but it's not something like Jordan would have yeah. watched this. Yeah. It's got nothing in it that's graphic or anything. But yeah, I mean, it's extreme in a way because it's... Well, we'll get into that. Yeah. Anyway, uh, how's it going, guys? How are you guys feeling? It's going good. Yeah? yeah. Good. How's uh, how's the Criterion sale treating you? Yeah. Uh, I need to get on that. Got uh, Twin Peaks, Far Walk With Me. Nice. Um, Thief. Nice. Extremely excited to watch Thief. You haven't seen it yet? Have not seen Thief oh. yet. Uh, for some reason, I thought you had watched it. No, before, we, like, were, we watched Heat. Right, and, oh, we're and, gonna you, watch and you the, were like, yeah, I was like, man, I really love that scene where they're like, they're uh, cracking the safe, Buck Kimmer's cracking the safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. And he's like, dude, if you like that scene, you're gonna <laughs> love Thief. Yeah, you're gonna love like, Thief. Okay, I need to check out Thief. Mm. He uses like phosphorus and it, rods and yeah. stuff. <laughs> it's, it's fucking awesome. What else did I get? Um, oh, uh, Barry Lyndon. Barry Lyndon. I got Barry Lyndon. I got Firewalk with me. I got Certain Women, which is a Kelly Reichert film, which I haven't seen as a blind buy. Mm. I got some other stuff that I can't remember right now. But I met yeah. this uh, very young man who was buying like 10 Blu-rays. And he's like, what you got? And I was like <laughs> showing him and he's like, oh, I, sorry, I got Sid and Nancy. He's like, Sid and Nancy any good? And I was like, yeah, it's good. Everything Alex Cox does is good. Even the bad stuff is good. Mm. And he's like... Oh, I haven't seen it. I gotta check it out. And then he was telling me, um, dude, the transfer on Barry Lyndon is amazing. <laughs> and I was like, really? It's two I was disc. Like, I was about to put it back. It's not the movie's not over two discs. No, but like okay. all the extra features are on the other disc. Oh God. Okay. Like I was really worried for a second. It's like 4K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's a 4K remaster. Yeah. I, I was just like, I was like, I was was about to put it back because I was like, I don't really, I just don't need this. I have the Blu-ray already. Yeah. But then it's just everything I hear is how good it looks. So, I guess I had. And that's kind of the main point of the movie, the way it looks. I don't. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't think anyone is watching Barry Lyndon for Ryan O'Neill's acting. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, nothing for you, Kevin. Not yet. Uh, Are you still buying movies or? Yeah. Okay. Occasionally. Because um, I know that you lost your cases in the flood, yeah? Yeah. Uh, actually, I'm going to need to rebuy uh, Fantastic Mr. Fox because somehow my Blu-ray of it does not work anymore. Ugh. So when I rewatched all of Wes mm. Anderson's movies, I had to watch that one on the Criterion DVD. Because, uh, you know, they, because yeah, that was one where they uh, packaged them together. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I got to buy the Blu ray again. Yeah, for sure. You know what yeah. the sad thing is, is that 
um, the moon. I was watched. I was looking through the Blu-rays yesterday, and the Moonrise Kingdom Blu-ray, mm. which I'm not a fan of this movie at all. But the 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 Blu-ray packaging is amazing. It's yeah. got the coolest cover. Yeah, isn't and, it like, just the camp? Like, yeah, it's, it's, have it's words? Like, literally yeah. the camp, like in the bottom right hand corner, and it says Moonrise Kingdom. It's like spelled out with rocks uh, on the beach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so cool looking, really but nice. I it's the movie sucks <laughs> for me anyway. <laughs> yeah, not yeah. a big fan of it. But uh, yeah, so uh, well, you know, but get yeah. on it, man. Yeah, I need to get that, and I need to finally get Videodrome on Blu-ray. Cause okay. I, I, I had was, that in my hand. Why didn't you uh, get it? I don't know. I just, uh, I've seen it so many times. It's so good. It's so good, It though. is extremely good. <laughs> and I was watching, uh, there was a, like, on Criterion's YouTube channel, they have, like, the Safties talk about horror. Yeah. And one of the ones they were talking about was Videodrome. I was like, I gotta get Videodrome yeah, again. Yeah, like, you got to. I have, I have the Criterion DVD, but I need it on Blu-ray. Yeah. I, I need it on Blu-ray. It's been a long time since I've watched it, actually. I should, we, should, we might need to rewatch, do a little retro review. Cool. But, um... Yeah, I it's great, and uh, I I'm probably going to have to go back and buy more Criterion's. Yeah, it's been so long since I've engaged in a sale. Really, I mean, in July, I like barely bought anything. So, mm. anyway, uh, I guess on to what we watched. Cool. Unless you guys have something else you want to talk about. Wait a minute, I might have had something else I wanted to talk about. Let me mm. just look at my notes here. No, I don't. Okay. We're good. I wrote down Criterion sale picks. <laughs> uh, you want to start with uh, Jonathan this week since he's uh, new to the show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. All right. Um, we went to see The Foreigner. Did you guys talk about The Foreigner? I talked about you did? it. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But you can talk about it. No, that's all right. Gave it a three and a half. Um, the Martinez score is better than it should yeah. be. Yeah. <laughs> it was strange. But uh, I the, later that day, I rewatched The Matrix for the first time in. 10 years wow uh uh, i don't know some some of the cg is a little spotty like it's like i mean what do you want it's from i know i know (laughs) and just some of the the music is kind of cheesy and And that rage song pounds man (laughs) no and (laughs) i don't know it's 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 starting to feel really dated and like not a good way how Uh, so just because of the music the music is really cheesy there's a lot of like just generic techno and stuff and hmm some of the dialogue's not really that good either, and just the, can you give us an example of bad dialogue in it? Anything in, involving Lawrence Fishburne, like he's oh. just—I can't stand it. I don't know, like too philosophical. Yeah, then? okay, like yeah, yeah. surface level, just. Well, cheesy. I mean, that's kind of. But like, I, I'm trying to—I'm trying not to be like too harsh on it. You can't judge it from like a high high thought process. I mean, it's like an action. It's an action. Movie, yeah. 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 You know? But even some of the action is like, not even that good. Like, like the, the it's been a while for me too, but that's sound, that sounds a little cuckoo. The famous, <laughs> you know, the famous, uh, lobby scene or whatever. Yeah. looks great, mm-hmm. but yeah. kicks ass. There's like no blood. No. At all. Right. Oh, yeah. At all. <laughs> like it's really weird, but I mean that's I mean yeah, there's blood in other parts of the film though. I mean they're all wearing like body armor and stuff. I was just struggling to see why it was rated R, besides maybe like you know I don't I don't I know agree why with it's that. I mean I, I think if it were made R. now they'd push it to a PG thirteen yeah. for sure. But yeah, like, but at the time, I mean I think it was just violent enough to where they had to. I mean it's pretty it's it's not super graphic, but it's a little gruesome at points. Like when he. Uh, like that guy gets burned by the uh, electron gun or whatever yeah. in the ship. Yeah. And then he comes back and kills him. And then uh, like all the the uh, 
that guy gets his brain the agent gets his brains blown out on top of the roof yeah when she yeah, says dodge true. this yeah. she shoots him in the head that's true that's one of the things they cut out in clean flicks really yeah well, they cut that part out she said dodge this and it just cuts to him falling on the ground and turning back mm. into the helicopter pilot yeah <laughs> and i do know. have the yeah. thing going into uh his oh navel. yeah that was like that's yeah that was that's, that's still that's, that's still pretty creepy body horror that was stuff. the yeah, and his mouth closing up and everything yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's freaky stuff besides all that nitpicking though like it's still a pretty solid action movie give it a four Oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. I, I remember last time I saw it, the thing that I that I had the biggest problem with was like the um, the martial arts at the very beginning with Trinity and the police officers. I found it uh. to be like almost like abnormally slow. Like her yeah. hits and stuff were just like really they seem really like super choreographed and like yeah. like almost like the cops could just like dodge it really easily, <laughs> you know. But uh, you know, I don't know. It's like you're working with a bunch of people who don't know martial arts. They're trained for a couple of months and then yeah, yeah, they jump in. So, all right. Let's see. Lot watched uh, the last detail with Jack Nicholson. I was excited to see it because it was written by Robert Town, and you know the movie's good. Um, I wasn't particularly blown away by anything in it. Um. And I was trying to think of like other things that I've seen Randy Quaid in, and like I keep going back to Independence Day. <laughs> um, but I know that I've seen him in other stuff. Um, well, let's uh, let's run it. Oh, down. Uh, the the Ice Harvest. <laughs> yeah, he, well, he is in that. Yeah, uh, <laughs> many people know him from that. <laughs> I, I wonder. Harvest. I wonder how many people even know the Ice Harvest in the first place. He's. I, I saw it in the theater by myself. He's actually. Uh. Uh, uh, he's a big part of the Vacation franchise. He's the cousin Randy. Oh, or cousin that's yeah. right. Yeah. Or is his name Randy in the movie? I think so. Cousin something. Anyway, okay. Then uh, uh, Dale. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. His family lives near the uh, atom bomb testing grounds. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's funny in those Vegas Vacation in particular. Uh. Give me some of the yellow. Now he's insane. Apparently. Nah, now he's just a oh, yeah, 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 job like, conspira- conspiracy yeah. theorist. Yeah, and isn't uh, he wanted like... wanted by the FBI or something, I think. Right, because wasn't he like seeking asylum in Canada or yeah, something? Yeah, he was. Yeah. I don't know where he's at or what's What did he do? I, I don't know. I want to say it might have been, is it drug related or is it something? Maybe? I don't know. But uh, his brother mm. is uh, on top of his game. I mean, Dennis Quaid's getting, getting work still. Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. What else about Last Detail? Uh, Jack Nicholson, great as always. Amazing. Yeah. I am the motherfucking Shore Patrol motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part of the whole movie. Slams yeah. the gun down in the bar. Like, it's so good. I know you ain't got nothing back there because I was in here three months ago. Yeah, that's and right. <laughs> the guy put his fist straight up on the side of his head and nothing happened. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, like, some people just have, like, those inspired, you know, just rants. Mm-hmm. And Nicholson is one of those guys. Like, he can just do it, like, at whim. It feels like a situation, too, where, like, uh, Samuel L. Jackson talks about in, in an interview, actually, I think it's pretty recently, like, in the last couple of years, he talked about how Tarantino's dialogue works mm. really well with his cadence and it just, like, right. they just work well together. Yeah. And it feels like that with. Robert Town and uh, Nicholson, like Robert yeah. Town writes a character, and Nicholson just really slips into it really easily. Yeah, because like he said, he had Nicholson in mind when he was writing Chinatown, mm-hmm. so makes sense. And uh, the their commander at the base before they leave—that was uh, 
the guy from the Bond movies, uh, the sheriff who was in Live and Let Die and then in uh, The Man with the Golden Gun. I forget his name, but uh, it was interesting to see him not doing a weird Cajun accent and, you know, yeah. <laughs> not, not being... Not, being a bumbling goof, <laughs> right? I don't, I, I don't remember uh, who the actor is who plays him. Mm. I really, I really love the last detail like a lot. I just rewatched it within the last year. I bought the Twilight Time Blu-ray, and it's. Mm. I just thought it was fantastic. I mean, that was a rewatch for me. And the first time I liked it a lot too, but this time it just really, like you said, it didn't blow you away. It blew me away, man. I thought it was fantastic. Okay. How are you, how are you feeling about? Are you even aware of the uh, the Linklater sequel that's coming out? No, really. What's, what's, what's this called about? Last Flag Flying. It's based on a on the the sequel book from uh, what Poniskan is his name? The I author? think so. Yeah, Donald Poniskan or something like that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's set. Uh, it looks like it's set in the present day on on uh, in the Linklater film on the trailer I've seen. Mm. Uh, but uh, it's about the same three characters, and they have mm. to go and pick up Randy Quaid's character's son has died in Iraq. And they're picking. I guess it's actually like more like early two thousands. Okay. And they're picking up his. They have to go dr- cross, drive across country to pick up his body. Interesting. And uh, it stars. That's right. I've, it yeah, stars Lawrence Fishburne, Jonathan's favorite, yeah. <laughs> as the uh, African American. Oh fellow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Fishburne and Steve Carell. Yeah. And yeah. Bri- okay. Brian okay. Cranston. Yeah. And the right. Jack right. Role, right. Which is probably the scariest aspect of it. Like, I don't. Not that it's not only that. Like Cranston you know, or. Cranston. Oh, Cranston. It's not only that, like, who could take Nicholson's place, but it's, I don't, Brian Cranston, I, he's, he, like, it's, it's getting, it got a little overboard in the last season of Breaking Bad. Everybody was just, like, sucking his dick so hard. I mean, <laughs> he's, he's good, but I, I don't know. Even on Breaking Bad, there are, there are moments where I'm like, he's, he's not doing a good job right now. It's a little bizarre. And then, like, mm. in Drive, just rewatch Drive. He's pretty goofy and dry. I, I, he's extremely forgettable in that movie to yeah. me. Like well, I, yeah. I, I, I always forget he's in that. <laughs> well, that yeah, I think that's one of the funny things about Drive in general. Like you forget that like Christina Hendricks is yeah. in it, Oscar Isaac is in it, um, yeah, and Brian Cranston and like a couple couple other people too. Like yeah, I mean totally, and it's just like I don't know. Brian Cranston just free. Even in the trailer, he looks a little. <clears throat> It just looks shaky. It just feels like he's trying a little too hard, you know. And I, I don't, yeah, I don't. He's got like this weird accent that he's put on, like mm. this like northeast kind of thing. I don't want to, not necessarily New York, but it's just this weird. I don't know. We'll see. But I mean, it's it's Link later, so it'll rule. <laughs> but I mean, uh, or it should be good. I've liked every. I like everything Link later does. It, I mean, I, yeah. I can't think of any that I've seen that I like really didn't like. So, you know. That's coming out later this year, I believe. Mm. Oscar season. Uh, well, I uh, I watched a movie. A movie? Yeah. Let me get it up here on my <laughs> letterboxed. I watched The Lost Boys, directed by Joel Schumacher. Rewatched The Lost Boys, directed by Joel Schumacher from 1987. And uh, just... I was talking last week about how I watched Fright Night, and it just made me want to watch Lost Boys really bad. Mm-hmm. And it did. So came home the other day, and I was, like, super tired, and my wife wanted to take a nap. And I was like, I really would love to take a nap, but i got to have something to talk about on the podcast. So <laughs> I decided to pop in. My nose is itching like crazy. I feel like I just snorted cocaine. <laughs> I uh, 
I decided to pop in uh, the Lost Boys Blu-ray, which I've never actually—I don't think I've ever actually watched on Blu-ray. Mm. And uh, you know, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen it all the way through. It's fun enough. I mean, it's it's really like super ridiculous actually I've seen it on tbs that. like a hundred times well yeah but i've never watched it all the <laughs> i way think through. you could pretty much go from that because i mean it's mm. not like uh, speaking of like an r-rated movie that doesn't really earn its rating i was really expecting it to be like a lot of language and stuff in it and they think they say shit like twice or something mm-hmm. yeah. and there's like one scene that's pretty violent but the rest of the scenes any other time that there's like feeding or like vampires dying like the vampires have like clearish blood it looks really weird. It looks like saliva almost. Hmm. Mm. And, um, you know, there's a scene where they attack these people at a beach and they are like biting into there's like blood spraying everywhere and stuff, which is pretty cool, but it's really quick. And then the rest of the movie is it's, it's really, really comical. I didn't realize how, I forgot how funny it was trying to be, mm. uh, with Corey Feldman's character in particular. He's really goofy in it. And, uh, the frog brothers, these, they're these two kids who run this, uh, comic book shop and of course yeah you know reading the comics about vampires because it's like a as he says a survival guide <laughs> <laughs> and uh jason patrick is turned into a vampire slowly by Kiefer sutherland and they uh have to fight it out to uh secure his humanhood mm. and uh it's just not it's not it wasn't as like it wasn't as super fun as I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be just like a blast. Mm. And it was just about as good as Fright Night. I was like, yeah, it's about as good as Fright Night. It's like another cheesy 80s vampire movie. Mm. There's one scene that's really great, though. And I've had this. There's this scene at the beach. And there's like a, a stage. And there's like a million people watching this music go on on this stage. Mm-hmm. And it's where Jason Patrick sees Jamie Gertz the first time. And at, like through the crowd, you know, it's supposed to be like sexy and stuff. And there's this guy on stage, and he's singing and playing saxophone, and he's shirtless and oiled down and he's got a <laughs> ponytail, and he's singing the song. And I'm just like, this song is so catchy, but he's so ridiculous doing it. Like it's yeah. the funniest thing. I was I was wow. cracking up while I was watching it. Like uh. the way he's moving and stuff. He's just like he's so into it, and like the crowd is like really. And it's like this kind of generic '80s pop song, uh-huh. but like they cut to these like guys in the front row, and they're like head banging to it. <laughs> With like the devil horns and stuff, and it's just like it makes no sense because it's like a synthy, like yeah. uh, you know, pop song with you know big drums and electric guitar and stuff. Yeah. But um, you know, it's all right. I watched a little bit of the documentary on the uh, disc where they interview Schumacher about it. And mm. He talks about how pretty all the young boys are who are in the movie. He's gay, and uh, oh, okay. <laughs> he talks about how handsome Jason Patrick is and. How he loved working with them. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little creepy, especially yeah. in light of the whole Kevin Spacey thing that's happening right now. Oh it's yeah, a little weird. <laughs> like, I feel like Joel Schumacher's name will be coming down the tube any day here, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll have to cancel production on whatever straight to video VOD garbage he's doing right now. <laughs> but uh, oh, actually, strangely enough, you know they canceled House of Cards. Right? Yeah, yeah. Joel yeah. Schumacher directs a lot of the episodes of House of Cards. So well, a little, little weird there. Yeah, a weird coincidence. Just a coincidence, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. who knows? Uh, you know, that was the show that I've seen every episode of House Cards. And I don't like it, but I just kept watching it. 
Uh, I don't real. know why. That is gross. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't even like this, but I just marathon all. We were talking last yeah. week about it, and I and uh, I've I've watched the first two episodes, and Kevin didn't make it through the second episode. <laughs> no, I yeah, I got maybe like fifteen it's minutes not, into the second really episode. It's really bad. Like, eh, this is, I I literally watched good. it only because of Fincher, and yeah. it was like it wasn't enough. Mm-hmm. It was like watching girl with the dragon tattoo or something it's like it's like yeah fincher made this but i'm just not into it so i can't do it yeah but anyway that's lost boys for you mm. sweet Ugh. after the matrix i uh stayed in the 90s and uh with huge blockbuster movies uh terminator 2 judgment day ah. first time in a long time haven't seen it haven't rewatch this in forever did you mm. now do you own this on blu-ray uh yes um watch terminator one maybe a few months ago and really wasn't that into it it was okay uh some of the like like the prosthetic head looks just absolutely horrible in that movie I, it no, it looks bad, <laughs> like super dated and horrible. I wouldn't, I wouldn't that, go, well, that I, go I, back and watch it I, right I, now. No, I, I did. <laughs> like I watched it a really? couple of months ago. Yeah, I didn't. I I, I don't know. It looked I, bad. I, that's not. I, I I don't. I don't disagree <laughs> that it doesn't. Like it certainly compared to now. Obviously, it doesn't look. Yeah, that yeah, great. yeah, yeah. But and you know it's fa- like it's obvious yes, that it's fake. Yeah. But I just don't see why they did it. Those aren't the problems I have with the movie. Uh, okay, I have other problems with the movie. Anyway, go ahead, please. Didn't care for Terminator One that much. Mm. What'd you give? A little it? overrated. I gave it like a three, maybe a three and a half. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Terminator Two, however, is well. fucking incredible. <laughs> All of the CG and stuff looks yeah. amazing still. Yeah. Mm. Which which makes me even a little bit more mad at the Matrix because like it looks better <laughs> than the Matrix. I swear to God, like well, it, it's simpler budget. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, budget so. obviously, but yeah. <laughs> James Cameron, dude, he knows how to make Terminator Two a movie. is the first movie that had a budget of a hundred million dollars. Oh really? Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So that even though the Matrix it. probably had that much, yeah. maybe it probably a little it's less. Like it's seven like or it's eight still, years yeah, later. It's like yeah. seven or eight years later. So it's yeah, yeah. you know. Um, isn't there way more like practical stuff in? Judgment oh yeah, Day? yeah, yeah. Um, and Cameron is like obsessed with tech. He's always like on the forefront of the technological. Yeah. I mean, like the Avatar. Even like going way back, like uh, the Abyss. Oh yeah, it's yeah. Like, you know, yeah. a big watershed moment in CGI and movies. So it's, um, all the acting's good. Uh, man, the even uh, uh, Butnick from uh, yes, Camp Nowhere. What is that show called? He's Blue hilarious. Shorts. He's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I think they saw that kid. Hey! Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's like it's dated, but like in in the, in the best way possible. Like you, you know, you really get the like early '90s feel, yeah. but mm. it's really good. It like. Yeah, it's just good. Um, Robert Patrick rules. Mm. He's just a, a, a zombie, unstoppable, <laughs> unstoppable force. He's yeah. great. Um, what about Linda Hamilton in this? She's bestial. Hot or not? Not hot at all. <laughs> but she's got the like. She's got the uh, Sigourney Weaver thing going, where she's like mm. not really. She's I mean, desexualized. She, she is completely desexualized. Right. She is yeah. a fucking badass. Yeah. yeah, it's great. She's ripped up in it. Yeah. And like that scene when she's trying to kill the black guy, yeah, and she's shooting, and then like close up on her face, what's well, like it's like shaking on the on the butt of the gun. <laughs> yeah, I love that. That's so good. I for, what's what's even better uh, on this rewatch? Uh, I forgot about all that. Yeah, I totally forgot about the entire scientist bit where they had oh, to yeah, destroy. Yeah. It. And so I'm like, I'm like, oh, what's gonna happen? Like I don't remember yeah. any of this. <laughs> it's really weird. 
but yeah dude that whole part was great yeah. and uh yeah of course the ending is amazing even yeah. the thumbs up I hate the thumbs up. I love the. Thumbs I hate. Up. I hate. Love the thumbs up. I hate everything. <laughs> everything after T one thousand dies can be cut. It's horrible. Like the, it's a little I need the vacation. Yeah. It's like who are you? This is suddenly he's like a joke machine. It's a like, little sad. It's, it's a little sappy. It's ridiculous. But I think he's getting all the one liners from the kid because he's been hanging out with the kid so much. Yeah, so he's sure. getting all these like. No, I get it. I get that. But yeah. You know, there's also like, this redi- like the like speaking of bad like uh, uh, special effects. His his like face that's supposed to be like worn off because he got hit with the beam. Mm-hmm. It looks like shit. Yeah, it looks a little <laughs> like it looks yeah. like it's pasted onto his yeah. face. It's like it's not moving at all. Like his eye, you know, it's just like <laughs> totally like that. That was my problem with the, uh, with Terminator One. I was like, why didn't they just like put it on his face? But you're right. Like the eye, moves. it would just be like yeah. out here. And like, the eye, yeah, and yeah. In part one, the eye is moving when he cuts his eye out. It like the you yeah. can see like that's so cool. It is. <laughs> yeah, cool. like um, that's a disturbing scene too. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like cutting his you know, own eye out. Yeah, like you eye. see him like move up, and then like you see the eyeball fall into the sink, and it's disturbing. Yeah, I, I'm with you though. I think the first one is a lot weaker. Yeah. The first it's one not is, bad. It's no, just, I agree. But it's 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 like the difference. It's a between, little drawn out. It's like a it's like a super like B sci fi movie. Yeah, it felt to the very one, which is like prestige. It felt very Carpenter esque. Like yeah, exactly. I was getting very a lot of Carpenter good, yeah. vibes, and yeah. like, but the second one is just like. Second one is on the next level. I, high I, five. Yeah, Even yeah. today, still, it feels like just like high five, like super high quality. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. it's really good. But anyway, yeah. awesome. Oh, I gave it a four and a half. <laughs> I think I gave it a four when I watched it, but I liked it a lot. Yeah, I'll have to watch it again. I need to get the Blu-ray of that too. Um, let's see. I also rewatched The Exorcist. Still and need to see that. God. <laughs> I appreciate. I can appreciate it a lot more now than when I when I first saw it because like I was like my initial like when I first watched it my initial thoughts were like okay like I've seen like so so much of this I've seen on like um, you know you know top ten yeah. like most grotesque the movie famous moments scenes. et cetera et cetera. And but then like rewatching it this time, I was like, wow, that's actually like a really small part of the movie. It's like the last like maybe half hour or twenty five minutes of the movie. Mm. And so like I really like the way they set everything up and uh, dealing with the characters and like some of the like like some of the scarier scenes. Like there's there's parts where like uh, you know the girl Reagan, she's you know, strapped to machines and like they're doing the spinal tap on her. And then there's another one where they're doing like another brain scan and it's it's huge machine that's like whirling and, you know, going back and forth and she's just freaked the hell out because she doesn't know what's going on. And I was like, wow, like imagine being like, you know, a 12 year old and especially in that time with the technology, the way it is, like how scary that must've been. And when is it set? It's 73 so yeah and and then you know the the mother freaking out about you know about her child and all that kind of stuff um and yeah then like uh Max von Sydow I love him yeah like he's he's fantastic um how do you feel about the old man makeup that was a little sketchy. Uh, like it wasn't horrible. Actually, I've I don't seen think it looks, worse. I think it looks. It looks 
pretty for what it is and for what yeah, time true, it came true. out. I think it looks pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't it wasn't amazing, but I didn't think it was horrible right, either. Right, right. And like you know, like knowing how old Max von Sydow was at the time, like for me, it was kind of obvious. Like especially when he's coming up into the house, and like you get like him in like good light mm-hmm. instead of in shadows, like when he's in northern Iraq. And, you know, you can, like, see the details and stuff, especially on Blu-ray. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it wasn't horrible, but it was it was noticeable. And I, but, really, um, I really like Ellen Burstyn a lot in it. Yeah, she's great. Uh, Linda Blair is fantastic. She's good in it, too, yeah. Like, really the, good. you know, the acting in that movie cannot be under, and cannot be under-emphasized. Who's the actor who plays the young priest? Jason, Jason Miller. Some, Jason Miller, Miller yeah. yeah. He's great. Yeah, he's awesome. He, like, I yeah, never even heard great. of this guy, and I watched the movie, and he's yeah. Phenomenal. And the uh, the detective too. He was he was oh he was played really by good. Lee Cobb. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From uh, Twelve Angry Men, he's yeah. he's great too. Yeah, the movie's just full of uh, really good actors. Yeah, the uh, the only the only thing that I wasn't really a big fan of was like some of the stuff was like some of the stuff in the beginning. I feel like could have been cut like there's the whole there's the whole scene where Ellen Burstyn is cussing out the operator because her husband is like off in Rome and he's not picking up mm. I thought like that whole thing could have been could have been nixed like you know the husband like he's you know he's either dead or he left or you know well we couldn't reach him etc but other than that yeah very very solid horror movie what'd you give this uh 4.25 all right Sweet. Uh, I uh, <clears throat> I listened to a, another podcast called Film Junk, and on that podcast there is a man named uh, Jay Cheel, and he directs documentaries. And one of his his newest documentary called How to Build a Time Machine just premiered on Hulu yesterday. So I watched that immediately because I've been waiting a while to see it. I really liked his first film, Beauty Day, and. Uh, just really liked this one too. Just really well uh, made. Yeah, incredibly well made. Beauty Day was very well made. It just looks really good. Like his, I read about his the camera that he uses, and people write into the show and ask him what kind of stuff he uses, and he tells them. And I mean, it's not a very expensive uh, setup that he's got, and it just produces really beautiful imagery. What does he use? I it's a I want to say it's a Panasonic, but I don't remember hmm. like the model number and all that. I have it written hmm. down somewhere. <laughs> but uh, I mean, it's not like they're like not cheap cameras, but they're like prosumer. I mean, they're you know they're like less than five grand. So really? uh, yes, yeah. but uh, how the middle of time machine is about uh, two guys, uh, both named Ron, which is weird. Uh, one of them is a physicist who's studying at the actual uh, kind of. Uh, innovations in time travel like the possibilities of time travel through black holes and things like that and the other one is a uh i don't know if they ever really say what he he's an he was an animator in the 80s i guess they talk about that a lot but uh he's just obsessed with the prop from the movie the time machine (laughs) and so he's building his own version of it in his garage but instead of building it out of like, like the prop would have been built out of like plastic and wood and stuff he's building it out of like actual like heavy materials like brass and mm. uh he like uses like beautiful like velvet to coat the chair and stuff like <laughs> that he spends lots and lots of money and he, he won't t- he won't tell how much he's spending on it and it's <laughs> taken him nine years to do it and um it's it's really like the movie is is interesting because you you wouldn't think those two things are really like 
thematically related. I mean, they're just like you know they they both have to do with time travel, I guess, but only loosely, you know, because mm. uh, one is fictional and one is not. But uh, it's really like the story of obsession. Like they're both mm. really really obsessed with with what they're doing, and uh, the physicist wants his father passed away when he was ten. And he really mm. wants to see him again, and so he's thinking like, I should be a physicist because then I can learn how to travel back he's in got time. Got the Kurzweil syndrome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm surprised they didn't mention Kurzweil in the film, but because um, it's very, it is a similar thing. Uh, yeah. But mm. uh, yeah, he he talks about how he, when he was 10 years old and his father died, like he he came interested in in um, he had seen the Time Machine movie before that, and he become interested in in. Uh, in time travel and then whenever his father died it just like spurred him on to become a physicist like, mm. that's what he wanted to do all with the goal of traveling back in time to see his father and uh obviously the uh the other character just very uh almost like ocd you know he talks about how he's done he's done things with the the uh the time machine prop he's built certain things over and over and over again trying to get them perfect and uh, eventually, like he comes to this realization, that you have to just like stop when something is good enough. And it's really good, though. It's a really uh, well-made, well-paced, uh, very entertaining, very short, which is awesome. It's like eighty-eight minutes, mm. and uh, just really highly recommend it if you have Hulu. For sure, check it out. It's supposed to be coming to Blu-ray eventually, but um, yeah, really good documentary, solid stuff. Awesome. Speaking of spending money on passion projects Hmm. um monty python's meaning of life uh terry gilliam did like he had it originally as a sketch but then they realized that it was going to be too long and so the crimson permanent assurance became this uh like buffer film at the beginning and they have stories about how when terry gilliam got his own crew and his own studio all of a sudden he was just off making his own film and in the interviews for meaning of life, uh, they, they cut to him and he goes, I don't know how much it cost. I'm told it was rather expensive, but nobody ever told me to stop. (laughs) You know, I figured someone would come in and go get out, but nobody ever did. (laughs) Nice. Uh, let's see. Uh, so the past couple of years I've been watching Halloween themed movies on Halloween. Mm. Like I'm sure a lot of people do. Mm. Uh, this year was Herzog's Nosferatu, which I haven't seen in a long time. Very Halloweeny. Mm. Very mm. Halloweeny. Um, liked it a lot. Of course, Herzog rules. He is a god, and uh, <laughs> almost boring to talk about it. This yeah, point. it really is. It, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. Like th- for me, this this is this is a little low tier. Did you watch the German or the English version? I watched the English because I've seen the German twice now. Okay. Uh, regrettable, to say the least. Which one? The English. Okay. Everyone is even, like, even people who are speaking English, like it's still overdubbed with English, Ugh. and like nothing <laughs> matches in the Bronx. Yeah, Ooh. it's brutal. <laughs> nothing matches anything, and it's just really jarring. And that's too bad. Yeah, it knocked it down for me. It, I, I gave it a four, mm. but uh, I've never seen the original Nosferatu. So I, I'm assuming that this is a shot-for-shot remake? Do you know? I don't know. I don't think it's shot-for-shot. Is it not? I don't think so. Okay. I'm pretty sure um, there are differences in the plot. Are there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because like Nosferatu, like, 
the story was that like they wanted to make Dracula, but they couldn't get the rights, so yeah. they made Nosferatu instead. What is the story and, of the original Nosferatu? It's Dracula. It's pretty much Dracula, but they changed like names and like, he, circumstances and stuff. He, it's the same, but it's it's the same as this Nosferatu. It's I don't. Well, I mean, I, I, it's been so long since I've seen either one of them. I don't. I couldn't a hundred percent say. I know. I think that there are differences, though. I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that there are like just minor things. Like I think uh, maybe one of the. Well, in this one, Bruno Gons like goes to Dracula to like sell him a house. Right. He's yeah, Jonathan yeah. Harker. Yeah. Tur- turns yeah. him into a uh, vampire, or whatever, and then yeah. like he gets he like. Uh, he's a stowaway on the ship. I mean, the story yeah, yeah, is, yeah. it's not, but I mean, when you okay. say shot for shot, it's not like the Psycho remake where it's like they're <laughs> yeah, literally yeah. copying the exact shots of F.W. Murnau. I just felt like this had like some of the, some of the scenes just felt like unherzog. Like that's why it made oh. me think it was oh, like okay. shot for shot. Cause it's just, it was a little like hammy and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. but maybe that was just, it was just a tribute homage. to the yeah. 20th, uh, the 20s silent, like a lot of like a lot of this, you know, like uh, I'm like I'm like that's probably just from you know the original. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's probably like a, yeah, like you say, homage. Um, Klaus can see rules. Yeah, it's it's, it's just good. solid. He's the best. Uh, and the the woman in it, oh, what's her name? Uh, Isabella Ajani. 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 Yeah, I don't know. She uh, acting as whatever, but she, she the way she looks is just so strange to me. She's like a porcelain doll, like the entire mm. movie, and like she just gets more and more like, like whenever she like surrenders herself to to Dracula, she just looks like she's like fake almost, like she's like a, she's totally a doll. It's like strange, hot know. or not, very very attractive, okay. like incredibly attractive. <laughs> wow. But uh, to rewatch this thing, it's been many many years since I've seen um, this one. Yeah, it's good though. Okay. I did a. I remember when I bought the uh, DVD set of the Herzog Kinski. Yeah. All the films, I burned through them really, really quickly, and uh, haven't watched them since. Except a gear, I watched a gear, but yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's been a while. It might be time to dive back into Herzog. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I need to get the Blu-ray box. Set. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've got that. I still haven't watched some of that stuff on Blue. So. <laughs> Anyway. I think my favorite though is like on uh, non Kinski stuff though. Like I, don't, I, oh, I, like, I like Kinski a lot. I like uh, but, I like Aguirre a lot, but yeah. I think I like. I mean, outside of that, I like Voizek also too. I think Fitzcarraldo is maybe like a tad overrated. I think Fitzcarraldo, yeah, it's not very yeah. great at all. But um, <laughs> Burden of Dreams rules. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that is Fitzcarraldo to me. To be honest, I haven't seen again. Haven't seen Fitzcarraldo in so long. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I think like Strozak is probably better than most of the Kinski stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I haven't been a huge fan of the Herzog movies that I've seen. Yeah, he hated the Gure. Oh, God no! What? It was boring. You're boring. <laughs> <laughs> no way. You need, yes to watch, way. you need to watch Heart of Glass, and you need to watch Strozak. He's not okay. gonna. You're not gonna like Heart of Glass. Heart of Glass <laughs> is. I promise. Amazing. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I love Heart of Glass. I don't know. I could be. I could be surprised. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. I think Herzog is a better actor than a director so far. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I need to rewatch uh, Port of Call in New Orleans as well. Oh hell yeah! <laughs> I was just thinking about that yesterday for some reason. I Have you seen why. that? No, no. Lieutenant. I've only I've only seen Fitzcarraldo and Aguirre. Rescue Dawn as well. Rescue okay. Dawn ruled Grizzly Man. Even Grizzly like his, Man. his documentaries, Lessons of Darkness. Hello, I mean, Grizzly Man was my first. He did Me Rescue too. Dawn. Yeah, 
It's based on a documentary he made called Little okay. Deer Needs to Fly, yes. okay. which is also amazing. Okay. His document. I mean, obviously, he's known for his documentaries, so right. I'm to give some of those a shot because uh, those yeah. are excellent. Because I've seen Rescue Dawn, and I would not pe- would not have pegged that as a, you know, artsy kind of movie in any way. Mm, yeah, it's, it's, it's it's a little like utilitarian. I don't think it's really. Yeah, I agree. He doesn't really yeah, go. A good word for he doesn't it. really go. It's not off the rails. It's not like an it. art film. It's yeah. just like right. a. It's just like it's almost like a documentary with actors. It's just like what happens, right? That's right. A, I got that in Nosferatu too. I, I felt like like there's a few scenes where there's like slow mo bats and stuff, mm-hmm. which rules. But for the most part, I just felt like it was really like to the point. Like he's not really trying to. I like all the scenes where. Be uh, Is it Orlock? Is he called Orlock in the in this movie? Who? The Count. Wait, was that no? He's he, Dracula. He's called Dracula. Yeah, okay. Dracula. Yeah. In in the original Nosferatu, he's Orlock. Um, he uh, I like the scenes where he's like carrying his coffin around like it weighs nothing. Yeah, <laughs> he's like he's like taking off the ship, just like the square. I, with I it forgot to mention the rats. Yeah, the rats rule. Yeah, Dude, that too. there are like a million rats. <laughs> it's really disturbing. Really, really cool. You should watch Rats, the Morgan Spurlock documentary on Netflix. Uh, the, New, the New York rats. It's that, about rats all over the world. They go I actually on. have no problem with rats. It was just crazy to see that many. You rats. might have a problem with rats really? if you watch rats. <laughs> I mean, it's it's it's. It didn't bother me, but it, well, parts of it did when they dissect them and start pulling worms out of them and stuff. Oh <laughs> god! One more thing about Nosferatu. Uh, sorry, but this this world. The uh, <laughs> whenever uh, he's a stowaway on the ship and all the people on the ship are dying, mm. and uh, just the captain's left. And he like he like ties himself to the to the wheel to the uh, what's it called the what's wheel the, the wheel yeah the helm the helm well the helm is like the area the wheel is the whatever wheel, right? he ties wheel. himself okay. to the wheel and then just dies and he's just like tied to it <laughs> just to, it that ruled and like that. the ship just slowly comes into town and he's just like dead on the awesome <laughs> oh yeah I gotta rewatch this thing uh, the German one right the, that's the one to watch if you're gonna watch uh, yes okay yes. okay yes. Kevin, uh, let's see. I rewatched Over the Garden Wall, which is a mini series produced by Cartoon Network. It's about two brothers lost in the woods in an area called the Unknown, and uh, it's very it's very much for children. But I love this show. Um, it's very it's very well acted. It's got a lot of great people in it. Uh, Christopher Lloyd, Tim Curry, John Cleese, Melanie Linsky. When is this from? Twenty fourteen. Okay, I've never uh, heard of this. I haven't either. When you when you posted it for a second, I thought it was another Miyazaki film. It's animated. No, no. Yeah, it's animated. Network, you said. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's it's made by one, uh, the guy who made it. He's worked on like Adventure Time and oh, okay. Captain oh. Flapjack and a couple other Cartoon Network uh, stuff. But uh, it goes. It has like a lot of like good references to like art and like different eras of animation. Like there's there's some obvious like Disney stuff in there, but like you know Disney like shorts and like Warner Brothers kind of animation yeah. and like different styles of like architecture and like the just the whole thing of like them going through the quote unquote unknown. And coming in through all these different time periods with different characters and all that kind of stuff, like, really makes it into kind of, you know, a sort of League of Extraordinary Gentlemen kind of thing, like a shared <laughs> literary universe. 
and there's a lot of good music in it a lot of like vaudeville type songs a lot of like 18th 18th century music a lot of opera Any manson in there really? no no manson um uh, but there but <laughs> but yeah uh yeah it's a i i love it it's fantastic cool uh did you watch it oh i have it on dvd you have and, it on DVD. Uh, like i i i think sounds interesting. i think there's a blu-ray out there but it costs Thirty-five dollars. Yeah, no, no, I don't think so. And well, I it was a mini series. I mean, yeah, it was a mini series. For if the how long is it? How many episodes is it? Um, like ten episodes, and the whole thing is like an hour and a half. Oh, for real? Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. never mind. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't pay thirty-five for that hour. And a half. Well, like the thing was too. Like I wasn't entirely sure. I it might have been Pal. I'm not sure. Really? Yeah. So that's weird. Yeah. And like you know, it's something you got to look for. All right. With, well, uh, with some of this stuff. I uh, didn't watch any more movies, but I did finish Mindhunter. Oh, good. Uh, last night with my wife. Did you finish this? No, I'm uh, like four in. You gotta you four or gotta, five. You gotta keep going. You gotta <laughs> Does it get better? Thing. It it's amazing from the get go. I mean, it is, but it gets way good. <laughs> okay. Uh, the last episode is very intense, and. Mm. Um, Ed Kemper comes back and it's it's very very dark <laughs> and uh, mm. very, very uh, honestly. Wait, he goes away. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I guess you're in the fourth episode. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, Ed, well, they just they just interview other people. And, oh, they start. Okay, that, that's but, what um, I was wondering. I was like, yeah. is it gonna just be him? Because like that's fine, I guess. But no, they start interviewing an, another guy and then they do uh, one more guy after that. Did they then, ever get Manson? Not this season. But they say in the last episode that Manson and uh, Son of Sam Berkowitz that mm. they're on the uh, oh, they're wow. on the list they're on their wish list. <laughs> so I don't know. But uh, oh, and they also hint at uh, th- like in the last episode uh, or second to last episode, the young guy uh, Jonathan Groff's character. He's like, um, he's like, how we we really should get a camera. Like, how much better would it be if we could actually visualize everything that's happening? Like, if we could video these guys. You could just, so you just know they're going to be videoing them in the next season. You know. And um, anyways, the last episode's very, like I say, very intense. A lot of things change uh, from where you're at to the end, and it's just very, very, very good. And the last two episodes are directed by Fincher again. Oh, nice. Which mm. is good, and they're very well made. And it's just a great show, man. I don't know. Like, I feel like nobody's Extremely talking about Extremely high quality. Yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. And the, the set, the, the production, like the, uh, whatever you call it, the sets and stuff that they make and like the... Like there's a there's a scene in the in one of the last episodes where they're shopping at a grocery store, and they're walking all through this grocery store, and it's just like right from seventy seven. Like all the product is from seventy seven. I mean, it might, <laughs> it might be, be with Fincher. He's I mean, picking stuff up off the shelf though and throwing it in the CG, car. It's crazy. It's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's that far gone. It's. Uh, I but, wish more directors would do this though. Get in on the. Uh, long form yeah, television. Long board, yeah, long form television. I I wish that like somebody really really like good or, or like Scorsese and Scorsese yeah. dabbled in television yeah, yeah. but he always directs like yeah. pilots and then he lets somebody yeah. else like I wish he'd direct like a didn't limited didn't he do series. Boardwalk yeah, yeah he did he, like the very first the episode pilot, of it That's okay, and then the he executive produced yeah. it and then yeah, he did yeah. the same thing with Vinyl which failed mm. after the first season yeah. but it's just like I wish he'd like do like a long form like eight episode thing or something you know, be I really need to cool. finish it yeah be really cool but uh, anyway yeah I finished Mindhunter at Rules and uh, since I have nothing else to talk about, I'm gonna I'm just gonna briefly mention that uh, 
been watching uh, MTV's The Challenge. <laughs> and wow, it's the Dirty Thirty. <laughs> Jesus it Christ. is the best. It's I don't I'm not I'm not uh, one of these uh, snobs who doesn't like reality TV, but I do I do have a problem with like um, network reality TV uh, in, in uh, general. Like I don't mm-hmm. like Amazing Race or like uh, The Bachelor and shit like this. But the challenge is just it's it's so it's like it's like crack. Like I just can't stop That's watching weird. it. Mm. And it's just all these people from the real world competing in athletic challenges for money. And this season they're competing for I mean, the biggest money of all yeah. time, $1 million. And they're wow. freaking out about it. Crazy. I'm just loving it. Are I there some like career people? Like that's oh, like, yeah. what they do. Oh yeah. The main, they're there the, every year. Johnny bananas. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny bananas has won six of them. He's won, uh, close to $700,000 all told. And uh, you know, make a good documentary is like getting these people outside of the show and just following them around. Mm. Well, you just follow them like on Instagram just, for that. You guys, oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> they're all on Instagram, and they're That's just if they all they do is post workout pictures and stuff. All they do is work out all the fucking time, <laughs> and you can tell why because when you get on the show, they're like all ripped up and like they're you know they got to do this really strenuous stuff. For oh like yeah, yeah, yeah. Every yeah. episode, you know. And, uh, and they're working out on the show constantly. Like, mm. in between challenges, they're just, like, fucking lifting weights and running and stuff. It's insane. It's uh, <laughs> But it's it's really, I don't know, like I say, it's just, I guess you'd call it, like, normal people would call it, like, a guilty pleasure or something. But oh, yeah. I just, I just, I'm not ashamed of watching something. It's good. It's entertaining. I'm the same way with anything, like, Food Network shows. Right. I can watch any of that shit. I Guy Fieri, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll watch care. Guy Fieri all day. Oh, I don't like him, but I like his show, Diners, Drive yeah. and Guys. What I don't like on Food Network, especially recently, I don't know what like what it is, the the Halloween challenge thing where they have to make cakes that look like oh, Cupcake challenge shit. is the worst. I can't do any of that. <laughs> can't do a cupcake challenge. I can't do any of it. I can't yeah. do the things mm. where they have to make stuff that looks like stuff. Yeah. Like, just die. Just make food. Chopped is good. Chopped rules. That's, that's my... Go to like put on and do something else. Show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's what we do. Literally, Love the background noise of Nicole chopped. and I yeah. put on chopped, and then we're just both on our phones. <laughs> like we're not looking at it at all. I have no idea what's going on. It's just blaring in the background. <laughs> anyway, that's it for me. Mm. Uh, that's it on the movies. But uh, started watching Stranger Things season two with my wife. She's really into it. Is she really? Uh, yeah, she likes it. Uh, we ha- I don't know if you listen. Yeah, to I listen. We to had this. a heated discussion. I listened to. It. I listened to it. I'm I'm with both of you. Uh, uh, I'm with all of you. <laughs> like that part of me, a weird. like part of me, like I, I I'm so done with like nostalgia. I'm so done with it. And I work with this guy who <clears throat> is just all day. He quotes '80s movies. Oh, he boy. loves John John Carpenter stuff. He like he loves anything out of the '80s, and I'm, I'm I'm like whatever, dude. You know it's fine. But he keeps like you know he's like anything that's like being rebooted. He's into. He's like obsessed with it, and of course he's obsessed with Stranger Things. I'm like, you're killing me. It's like it's horrible. Like I can't stand <laughs> it. But then I'm I'm watching it. I'm like it's you know it's not that bad. Like it's not. I feel like the story. You, know, you can just tell it. It's like an amalgamation of like forty different things. But. I don't know. Like season one was okay. It, it's I don't know. I, personally, I can just like I can drop it like a hat. Like it's it's not really that great. You're but, essentially uh, watching it by proxy. Yeah, you're watching it because your wife is watching. Yeah, it. but I mean, I understand the fandom though because it is really like 
I mean, the nostalgia is a drug at this point, but it's like a, I don't know. It's 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 unique, it, even if it is like you know ripping off like four hundred things. It's I, I feel like it's, it's still unique. It's a weird thing to say that it's it's an amalgamation of everything from the eighties, but it's unique. It, I, what else is doing that? It. No, this is not it. Like this is not it. <laughs> This is not it. No. <laughs> this is not it. No. <laughs> um, it's not no. it. It's like, I see thing. I see like Akira in this. I see like, mm. like E.T. I see, you know, like you see all the... And, and, and Stuff from the 80s. It's it's so far <laughs> gone. No, like the nostalgia is so beyond the threshold of normal nostalgia that it's like, it's its own thing. And I can appreciate that in a way. They fooled you. I got but, I also, <laughs> but I also hate it. Because I just want something new, new. You know that, that's why I like Mindhunter is yeah. like really refreshing. Mm, Even though that's set in you know yeah, the but 70s. Mindhunter is unique because there's not a story like like Mindhunter is so bereft of like plot. Like it's yeah. literally like these two guys interviewing serial killers, and there's stuff going on there, plot threads that you're connecting. But it's not like a normal serialized television show where it's like, wow, I can't wait to see what happens with that. Like nothing's happening really. Yeah. They're just like building this knowledge so that they um, can solve yeah. crimes. That was the thing I was wondering like like the way like the way you were talking about it I was like is this like a documentary kind of thing it or is or is like yeah that. it does. Okay, but it's yeah. very but it is very written. I mean like Right, okay. It's almost some of the dialogue is very like a like a mammoth movie or something like the way uh. they they kind of back and forth a lot. Right. And uh but yeah, not to get off Stranger Things. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, I don't know. Stranger Things is okay. But oh, all right. I don't know. It's extremely overrated, but I don't think it's the worst thing ever, and it's you know it's mildly entertaining. Well, like I said last week, haven't haven't seen one episode. You really haven't? No, don't plan to. Can't do it. Won't. You're do not it. missing anything, but I, at the same time, it's like <laughs> I, I just it's the weirdest thing to me. It is the weirdest show you ever. Got to watch. It's no, I don't. I don't even want to watch it. <laughs> I just watch it because she's watching it, and I'm like, this isn't that bad, but I don't like it. It's weird. If you weren't. If she wasn't into it, you wouldn't be. I would have never watched it. Obviously. But But that's like, that's fine. But I mean, like, and I I do the same thing. Like, I mean, I would, uh, okay, but I would have never watched the challenge had Nicole not turned me on to the challenge. uh But now I love it. So it's like, And your point about the, like, oh, they're in Ghostbusters. They won't, yeah, I get that. But like, like Jordan said, I agree with Jordan. Like, they're kids. They're in the Ghostbusters. And it makes sense. But like, I hate it. But it's like, it's real. It's like. (laughs) I, like I, again, it's the weirdest fucking show ever. It's like it's my biggest point was know. just that like like I still stand by this the like, monetization of the nostalgia. Sh- well, not well that, but it's like the reason that the show is set in the eighties is because of the monetization of nostalgia. Obviously, they would never make this show and set it in the present day because it wouldn't make any money because nobody would watch it. Yeah, well, and it would lose. And honestly, the way from what I understand about the story. Well, no, like the fact that you're saying it reminds you of Akira and and ET and things like that, like I don't think they would make this story set now. I don't think it would make any sense if you said it now. I agree because it's like but, those things are related directly to '80s Amblin films. Yeah, um, so it makes sense. I think if they said it, it now, it would be like it would just be another Netflix show. It, yeah. would, it would be like uh, God. What is that? Hemlock Grove. Yeah, like one of those. It would just be like. <laughs> Or like supernatural without. Hot I think dudes. it would still be popular. Yeah, like that. I was thinking. I was thinking like one of these uh, terrible like uh, Teen Wolf on MTV or uh, uh, or 
or Shannara Chronicles. Have you seen this oh. show? Uh, I doubt you've seen it, but uh, it's called Riverdale. I've I've heard of this. Been, I've actually been wanting to check it out. Allison, oh, was, yeah. Allison was watching it. And I'm like, because it's Archie. Yeah, well, I was watching it. And I was I was like I was like. This is like Twin Peaks esque. Like, what what's going on here? Yeah, she, really? She's like, yeah, it's like kind of like Twin Peaks. Like, there's like a lot of weird like murder stuff, and like there's some like weird stuff going on. And I was like, okay. And then I, like one of them, somebody says Jughead or something. Like that. And I was like, well, I was like, what? Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I was like, is this fucking Archie? And like he has like a beanie on, but it's like a crown. Oh wow! I didn't know. And that. I was like, I was like, what the? And she's like, what is Archie? And I was like, she like, didn't know. I was like, I was like the, co- I was like the comics. And she's like, oh, the comic? What? It's mind She was like four episodes in. And she was like, I didn't even realize this was like the Archie comics. Wow. Yeah, I did. It was insane. I've, when we first saw the trailer, it was in the movies. <laughs> it was insane. And I was like, this looks like uh, pretty goofy. And I wasn't into it, but then I then I read that it was about Archie. Yeah. And I was like, that actually makes me more. It's. Interested at, in seeing I that. mean, I'm I'm not gonna. I'm not into it, but like it's it, it's not that bad. The production value is pretty decent, and yeah. it's just strange that they're like making Archie serious. Like it's is there it's are, pretty serious. Are there like like sex and affairs in the show? Kinda, yeah. Does he fuck that's Betty we- or Veronica? No, oh. but <laughs> that's weird because like uh, have both have both of you have seen Chasing Amy? Yeah. yeah. That scene where he's explaining to him that Archie he's and Jughead are Mr. Weatherby. <laughs> he's Re- helping him with his math homework. Read between the lines, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Let's go. Best. Fuck this. That's great. Yeah. 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 There's some weird stuff in it though. Like it's like who knew Kevin Smith would predict the future. Mm. <laughs> Kevin, it's anything? Uh, anything else on your end? Julian Donkey Boy. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, God, that's an amazing movie. It really is. Um, yeah, like you and Bremner, like. Um, he just blew me away like the way he got that character so well and like uh, like I was saying earlier Herzog just means such a dick he rules like just an <laughs> unconscionable human being it's like hosing him down <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't I don't want any yeah. I don't want any weaklings in the family stand up stand up <laughs> you know I don't like it it's too artsy fartsy I don't like artsy fartsy like, yeah. I like dirty hairy <laughs> it rules it's amazing. Yeah, and it's like, like the it's like the grossest looking, best looking movie ever. Like it looks like yeah, shit, yeah. but in the best way possible. It's yeah. pure. That's like it feels like Harmony Korine is like that's what he was into for a second. He's gotten out of it now, and now he just it's mm, depressing. He does these like polished things now, yeah. but like this and Trash Humpers mm-hmm. are like these gorgeous films, but they're dirty and gross <laughs> at the same time. Well, when yeah. he went back to Trash Humpers, I was like. He's coming back. Like this is the shit. But yeah. eh, I don't know. But then the Spring losing, Breakers happened. Losing and you faith were like, in him. Oh god. Because yeah, he was I, like the, I, the bastion of just like like I don't know. Like it feels like he's getting old and he's changes. Yeah, you know, his, his opinions are changing. His style is changing. And uh, hmm. what yeah. can you do? You know, I'm looking forward to uh, whatever's ne- the trap. I guess the, trap is the next movie. thing that he's making. I don't okay. know. I, I I'm a little. I'm always leery because he's like. Like the trap apparently has like all these actors in it, and it's got like, like Gucci Mane and stuff and, uh, in it. No, but yeah, but I mean, it's got like Al Pacino and <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, like big actors in it, mm. and it's like that feels a little weird. Like it feels very un Harmony Korine-ish, you know. Speaking of Harmony Korine, uh there's a show on Vice called Epically Latered, and it's about like skater people uh, or people who used to be skaters, and then like shows like their life and stuff. They did one on Spike Jones. Oh. Which ruled. He's a, uh, a lot more prolific than I ever imagined, and uh, they just—I think they just released one, or it's coming out soon. Of uh, Harmony Cream. 
I will have mm. to check that out. Yeah. Uh, you know what show I've been watching on Viceland? Uh, Fuck That's Delicious. Have you seen this? No. With the rapper, the guy, the big fat white yeah, guy with the beard. Yeah, I've seen. I forget what his name is. But he like he just uh, he goes previews through, of it. Huh? I've seen previews. Oh of yeah, it. it's it's really good. It's very <laughs> fun. he's very funny. And they just like go around and like eat food. Action Bronson. Action Bronson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. He like he just goes around like he they eat so much fucking food. It's like <laughs> it's ludicrous. Like they bought they bought this huge uh, Sunday and like this dish and the dish was like it looked like it hold like two gallons of punch. And it was just like nothing but ice cream and whipped cream oh, and shit God. in it. Wow. And they're all just eating out of it. It was fucking, it was kind of gross actually, but <laughs> it, it's, re- it's really fun. It's really enjoyable to watch. And he's always smoking weed and stuff. And it's just, it's just a real fun show. Cool. So I'm sorry. Julian Donkey. Yeah, no, <laughs> that was like here. a massive tangent. But, uh, this is my favorite Harmony Crin film. Right. I, this is the only one I've seen by him. Oh, you got to get into it. Oh. Huh? Oh. <laughs> you got to watch Gummo. You gotta, okay. Yeah, you do it. You, you need to see all of them. I like. I like everything. I'm with John. I think this is my favorite as well. But okay. I, I need to rewatch. Yeah. Gummo. Mr. Cool. Lonely is good. Uh, mm. Even have you seen Kids? No. He wrote Kids. It's kids. I like Kids a lot too. Kids is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. I think I've heard of the movie, but I haven't seen it. It's Trash really, Humpers really is. Great. Yeah, Trash Humpers very is good. next level. That's like. <laughs> that's like. I feel like there are people who wouldn't. Who would just automatically be turned off by it's shot on VHS. Uh-huh. So just like, uh, just kind of on an aesthetic level, like certain people just wouldn't like it. But I don't, mm. I don't know if you understand what Harmony Crin is trying to do. Yeah, with it, I think it's masterful. And I think his original idea was to film it mm-hmm. and then make a few copies of it and throw it in a ditch somewhere. Yeah, he's just gonna, oh. like because he was so and so anti Hollywood at that point. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like, I don't even give a fuck. Thank God like, he released it though, because I, I would, oh man, that would be just like the holy grail, wouldn't it? There's like five copies in existence, and they're on one of them's on eBay for a thousand dollars or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I always I always loved Julian Donkey Boy. Love everything about it. Right. That's what is it, seven, eight on your top ten. Yeah, Six? it's somewhere on there. It's okay, definitely yeah. in my top ten. It's fin- it's really really. I like yeah. obviously I got a, I got a big I got a, a big uh, celebrity crush on Chloe Sevigny also. So oh like, for sure, like she's uh, doing yeah, is, she's I'm, yeah, I think she rules in it. So yeah, she's definitely. she's fantastic. And uh, you you still need to see that uh, episode of Louis that she's in. I do. I yeah. need to watch that. Yeah, I need to watch all the rest of Louis. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah but she's she's great in it, and uh, just a very disturbing picture. For sure, it like great moments. Yeah, because like that last, those last, um, I guess ten or fifteen minutes of the movie is like, yeah, uh, what the hell just happened? Yeah, and yeah. How'd you feel about the look of it? Like the, do you know about like he shot it on video? Well, you told me about uh, like he how he used the hidden cameras and stuff. And yeah, um, well, yeah, everything shot digitally or on digital videotape and then he and then he blows it up to uh 16 millimeter right oh was it 16? Or he transferred it to 16 millimeter oh, wow. and, then and then blew, blew it up, up 16 yeah, right, right, 35 right. wow yeah i mean I didn't, it's I didn't, a dogma movie yeah so i didn't it know he, 35 i didn't know right. he went to, through 16 though yeah mm. yeah i uh um, does it follow all the dogma no because of it it yeah. breaks that rule because it's supposed to be shot on academy 35 yeah it's okay. not shot on that but mm. i think it breaks a couple of other rules oh it breaks through because it has a fake baby in it I think that's a rule. Like they can't, you can't have any special right. effects. Uh, like make and there was something about the music too, wasn't there? You're not supposed to have uh, all the music that's in the film has, is has supposed to be, to be on, like happening in the movie. Yeah. So, like, if there's music in the film, there has to be like a musician on on camera playing the music. Yeah. Oh. Okay. So obviously the guy, the, didn't you say the guy from Finesse does the Oval. music for it? Oval. Yeah. Okay. 
And, uh, no, I mean, he doesn't do it. There's just a few songs. Yeah, the, right. Yeah. Those, yeah, like the track at the beginning with yeah. the, the guitar or whatever, mm. like the looping. Uh, so, like, all that would be breaking the rules, too, I guess. But Lars von Trier had said that um, after he made it, was the first American uh, dogma film, and he had said that he, <laughs> he really admired it, and he said it was, uh, he really respected the way that he uh, broke some of the rules. So, I, I think know. one of the rules is that you yeah, have to. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Rules, I, think, yeah. I think one of the rules is to break the rules. <laughs> oh, right. right. <laughs> one of the rules, I think. Or, like, yeah. find some way to subvert them. Yeah, right, yeah. something like that. So. Yeah. Really cool, really cool. I haven't sure. seen. Have you seen any other dogma films? No, but um, I I put Elements of Crime mm. by Von Trier on hold, and so that should be coming in soon. That's actually not not one. Okay, why? Well, but uh, no, I mean it's okay. It's, that's, that's like that's his first film, so that's what? way before he came mm, up with it. Okay. Yeah, but um, but he uh, he he did the Idiots, which is his dogma movie. Okay, Isn't the then, Celebration one. Yeah, as well? the Celebration is the first one. That's Venture oh, Okay who co-wrote the thing with him, I think. Yeah. And then uh, there's one I've been meaning to see for a long time called uh, The King is... I think it's called The King is Dead. Mm. And it's about like a troop of people who put on a Shakespeare play or something in the desert. It looked really cool. So. Hmm, cool. But I've uh, been meaning to watch more of that stuff. But Well, uh, we're going to talk about Soy Cuba now, mm-hmm. uh, directed by Mikhail Kolatazov from 1964. Kolatazov. Uh, available to download on thepiratebay.org. Also, no, uh, check this out. Uh, Fandor, yeah. free seven-day trial on Amazon. That's what I did. It's and there's there? like a shitload of criteria and like uh, oh, uh, sweet. obscure movies. I looked for it on, like it's not on iTunes. It's mm. not on YouTube. It is on Amazon. Check it out. See, I didn't realize. So I just downloaded it again. Actually, funny story. I have the Criterion Laserdisc. Throw the, la- well, yesterday I called in sick. Cause, I assume so. You, know. you texted me at like 9.30. You're yeah. like, chug it out, dude. Got all these movies. I was like, you called in to go get movies? I called in because <laughs> That's I awesome. was like, I was just like, I just don't, I can't, I need a mental health day. So I was just like, I'm just going to call in. And I called in. And then right after I called in, I realized, oh, man, Criterion Sale starts today. This is great. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. and I also needed time to watch this, you know, it's two and a half hours, this movie. Mm. And uh, anyways, put the Criterion Laserdisc in. Uh, started playing it you know the first shots are those uh, like helicopter shots of the the marsh and everything mm-hmm. yeah and I'm like oh this looks good okay I'll you know I'm gonna watch this on Laserdisc my wife leaves the house I start watching it the Laserdisc has a fucking Russian dub over <gasps> the whole thing in Russian oh my and, god like, so the actors are speaking Spanish then a, like a half second later there's Russian on the soundtrack and then there's also the English subtitles and there's no way to turn it off. Gross. And I was like fiddling with the remote for like 20 minutes and I could not turn it off. And I was like, this is bullshit. So I just put the laser disc <laughs> back up. And uh, while I was watching How to Build a Time Machine, I downloaded it. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I, you know, I, I obviously suggested this film. I love this film. It's my second time seeing it. I like Kaladazov. I like everything I've seen by him. And... Um, so my thoughts are going to be kind of uh, redundant here, but what what do what do you, what do you guys think of this movie? I really like that opening sequence with the music and uh, and the aerial shots and all that kind of stuff. And like, I was reading some of the criticism from the time about the movie about how like uh, the Cubans didn't like that they were stereotyped so hard, and then apparently the Russians were like, oh, it's you know it's you know gives too much leniency to the to the bougies and uh but i mean really like, i apparently i heard it was uh, very coldly received in the soviet union yeah yeah that's strange 
Yeah, like apparent, apparently, apparently, like the revolution, I just feel the like revolution like... wasn't wasn't a big enough part oh, of it. Okay. But I mean, like I, I th- that might be Russian propaganda. I felt like it was just propaganda mania. Like I, I, don't know. I think so because like it well, it's really obviously a film about how bad capitalism is and how good. That's the yeah. thing that turns me off about Kolesnikov is I just can't separate the propaganda. Like I just feel like Letter Never Sent. It just it, it has that it has that propaganda strain through it, mm-hmm. and it just I just I don't know, I don't know how I feel about that. And in a way, I'm like, it's kind of genius that you're like making art out of something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know, it's just strange. I mean, I see it. It's definitely propaganda because it's obviously it's like funded and like the 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 USSR is hiring him to do it. Right? They're hiring yeah, him yeah. to make this film about this glorious communist revolution, as they would see it. And mm-hmm. uh, but. At the same time, I'm, like, I'm not sure. Like, it feels like Kaladzov does it so gracefully that he must believe it too. Like, he's clearly drinking the Kool Aid as well. Like, he's mm, a communist, definitely. Well, he loves the idea of the Soviet Union. He loves the idea of making propaganda films. So it's like it, it doesn't feel necessarily that different to me than any other filmmaker make, like a Michael Moore film, making some kind of political statement. No, you're you know? right about like that. He's making a political statement too. And yeah, he's being heavy handed about it. Mm. But then again, it's like, how would you not be heavy handed making a movie about the Cuban revolution? True. Yeah. That way, yeah. You know? I just felt like the Americans were portrayed really. I agree. The Americans are like ridiculous. Like they're poor actors. Yeah. And I think I was wondering if like, is that like a choice? Like they got the worst American actors to make <laughs> the Americans look bad. And then they're like the worst human beings on earth. Like especially yeah. they got the glasses. Like, What's the matter? Come on. Don't you like me? And he's like drawing them and shit. That's uh, yeah. yeah. It was a bit. Well, the funny thing about cheesy. all that, like I, I read up on uh, Batista, you know, like, preparing for this movie and having just watched uh, Soderbergh's Shea and like apparently like I mean yeah it's definitely dialed up and a lot of it's kind of ridiculous but apparently that's kind of the way Cuba was like you know lots of casinos lots of brothels and the Russian and uh, sorry the uh, the American mafia was like pretty much running the place Godfather 2 yeah exactly exactly Um, so yeah it is it is played up to a pretty ridiculous level but it's not that far from the truth yeah sure and the slums i like that scene a lot yeah and when uh old boy's trying to buy the crucifix offer yeah like you know hold holds up up one forcing her to buy the like he doesn't even ask her i mean he says like i'm gonna buy this gives her the money and just takes it you know yeah yeah and then the the fruit vendor comes back and you know the guy's just about to leave and like what the hell's going on here? I guess we should say like a little synopsis. Maybe it's the film is told in four uh, vignettes oh, yeah, about yeah. Uh, different uh, Cuban nationals uh, dealing with the horrors of capitalism, I guess. In yeah. a way. Uh, and then the first one is about a, a girl who's, a, who's prostituting herself for money. Cause she lives in the slums with her uh, fruit vendor boyfriend. And uh, the second picture, which is my favorite, is the farmer who's the sugarcane farmer who uh, ends up losing his land. That was fantastic. To the uh, to mm. the, the robber baron people who you know have sold it to the United Fruit Company. And then the third one is the young revolutionary, the academic who's 
you know, uh, trying to decide what, uh, what, where is too far, you know, what's, what, how, how far is too far and deciding whether or not to, to shed blood in, uh, mm. in defense of his cause. And then a, and the fourth one about the actual, uh, the guy who becomes a soldier and uh, which is also very good. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 talking about the, uh, just that first one again, though, uh, I had, uh, written down like i didn't notice it the first time i watched it but the scene when she's they're they're like throwing her around the dance floor oh yeah and it's yeah. like the camera's like flying all around like showing all their faces like screaming and stuff mm-hmm. and it's like pretty horrific like it's like a horror movie for a second like that uh, camera's like it's like it's a canted ankle and stuff and it's like yeah there's a just, lot of good camera work yeah it's yeah it's crazy and like uh the first scene after the aerial stuff after the credits the first scene it's almost like a fisheye lens and it, yeah, it comes back later yeah, yeah. dude that rules and it look like it just looks surreal almost like it's not it doesn't feel like it's like 24 frames a second it feels like it's like 60 in like a good way like it mm. just everything just feels weird and, yeah. and i saw there's a there's a little bit of that in letter letter, letter never sent as well yeah um, like the the scenes were like they're showing like when they burn the the sugar cane and like you know, it's doing the tracking shots going going through. Like I didn't realize it was the same guy who did uh Letter Never Sent until I looked it up on IMDB, but I was like, This looks really familiar. Yeah. Oh right, yeah. Same that, guy. A lot of dangerous situations. Yeah. yeah like that dude's yeah. really close to the that house fire. And I'm just and like the the <laughs> lighting lighting the uh the drive in screen on fire. Yeah. When they're driving away yeah. from it. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. But uh, I just love the. Uh, it reminded me again of Letter Never Sent. Like, yeah, the like, a lot of dangerous situations and just like you can tell. Like, I don't know. Like, that you, can, you can't do any of this shit anymore. Like, no. yeah, <laughs> there's, well, no CG now. there's no way. Like, if you yeah, want to burn yeah. down a screen like that or burn down a house like that, yeah. or the fields or whatever, yeah, you'd have to. It'd have to be CG, and it would look like absolute dog shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean the uh, the the wide angles is something that I think. Uh, like you you watched. Uh, hard to be a god right no i haven't seen no, it you yet. didn't watch that? didn't watch okay. it yet, uh no. well an aren't hard to, hard to be a god it's like i, I mean is that re- russian yeah yeah yes, okay. it's made by alexi german who is a russian i don't know why his name is german anyways hmm. uh <laughs> he uh it's very similar to this like he uses super long takes and uh, handheld camera and uh very wide angle lenses and it looks really similar to this movie and it's like very obvious he's like highly influenced by Kalata's there's well. a lot mm-hmm. of like uh like stringing up the camera yeah. like whenever the they're having the procession the the funeral scene is obviously i mean obviously it's a very much ballyhooed scene very talked about yeah. scene but it's it's for a reason it's nuts i'm watching it yeah. i'm watching it and like you know nowadays you just take that shit for granted like yeah. there's drones and whatever but like i'm watching it, i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa where is the camera where where is the camera how yeah. is it being wh- what and you can see it's just like hovering and what's great i, I is guess that it, i mean it's the, just uh, wires it's on wires yeah, yeah but like you could barely see the wires yeah. so it really mm-hmm. looks like it's floating and there are certain scenes like that first scene uh when they're in the hotel and the camera's going all around the roof and then it goes down the side yeah. of the building and yeah, then into the yeah. pool. i was always like how the fuck are they doing that like the like the cameraman like did he like step on like a uh on like a wooden platform they're like lowering it down yeah, with maybe. ropes or something it's just yeah that's crazy and then it goes into the water. It does it again uh, later. I think it's the last vignette. Uh, is it the last vignette? Where uh, it's just coming down into the jungle. Oh, I can't remember. Oh, yeah, no, where it's following the, it's following the guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While he's running. That the, uh, rolled. Well, one of the uh, the soldier who comes and talks that, to the Yeah, guy. that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
That is great too, and that's yeah. on wires. You can too. see the wires yeah. for like a split second. It still then. rules. Yeah. I don't even care. Like yeah. that's just, yeah. it's just awesome. I mean, there's a lot, there's a lot of shadows. Like you can see the cameraman shadows. Yeah, and the, I mean, when he gets, well, they get so close to the actors. When, yeah, when they're in the the slums as well, like a mm-hmm. lot of the the uh, Cubans look into the camera, mm-hmm. and it's just like, but like, but they're real, dude. It's yeah, it's like you that's, can, I don't mind that. I at got all a lot of like totally real. Yeah, when. Uh, <laughs> The, the Navy guys are accosting that girl. Yeah. Gloria. Gloria. And then Enrique comes to her rescue. The main Navy guy yeah. looks a little bit like Bill Tinch from Mindhunter. <laughs> Is get, it him? Did you get this? No, it's not him. <laughs> it might be like his granddad or, or his dad or something. It lo- I thought it was like, I was like, it looks like just like Bill Tinch. It's funny. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, He's aged incredibly well. I've already uh, talked about like 90% of this list. Just because uh. it's just like it's just like a quick fire. I can't I can't help it. Oh, I was gonna say, um, you know, I, I'm assuming this movie was was like handheld for the most part, but like Is it's it not? really smooth. Oh, yeah. I'm wondering if it's like some kind of like a proto Steadicam work or Maybe. something on it. Because as far as I know, the first Steadicam is on uh, was on Marathon Man, right, or on or on Days of Heaven, somewhere around there in the 70s, anyway. Mm. And it's just like there's like, yeah, baby. This is behind the Iron Curtains. I mean, that's like, true. Who, who so knows? Been, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that could have been. It, like it a, has to been be like, handheld at some point. I mean, like, I mean, parts of it are shaky, but I'm saying like a lot of it is very smooth. No, like, I agree. When they're moving yeah, yeah. past, like, I no, mean, that's I, what I'm saying. Like, it has yeah, to be no, some it's kind not of on steady, dolly track. Or yeah, anything, it has to know. be steady yeah. cam. Yeah. or something. If or, it's, I'm saying, if it's handheld, the guy is like, he's like, because like the, rock. The, the the scene early on when they're they're in the boat and they're like, uh, they're just going through the slums or whatever. I mean, you can't put like a thousand pound camera on that thing. Like, like, I don't know. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah totally. that whole that whole opening and that was thing really where they're like steady. going like the they're going under the bridges yeah. and stuff like all that. Yeah, I uh, yeah, I was just wondering. It was really it was I was starting to get a little confused about it because I was like, this is weird because it feels very feels way smoother than it should be. Yeah. But I guess the cameras probably weighed like three times as much as they do now. Also, you know? I've I've seen pictures of like the Ozu uh, like sets and those cameras are like. Yeah, they're like thousand pound cameras yeah, and shit. And like uh, Godard on uh, uh, his movies as well, he uses like massive cameras. Right. So yeah, I, don't I guess know. it just depends on the look that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, I really liked when the uh, towards the end of the story with Enrique, when the soy Cuba voice comes up and like it says the one thing about. Uh, you know, when you're born, you have two roads. Yeah, and then it repeats it, but uh, the the students like raise their fists in between. That was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I like the the shot uh, with all with all the papers flying. Yeah, that was really. And then she pretty. starts saying, "I am Cuba." Mm-hmm. That's really good too. I like all the pretty much all the shots where she says where she, uh, the narrator comes on and starts talking. Are really really beautiful shots. Yeah, I was also very enamored with the um, just like that last. I guess like maybe like the penultimate scene when he captures the rifle and mm. you just like marching and like shooting the rifle over and over again. That shit ruled. <laughs> yeah. That was a yeah, that was a little patriotic. <laughs> just a tad. <laughs> I like the music in it too though. I mean I think the score is really like melancholy Oh and, man, um, the guitar quiet. the little like guitar motif stuff yeah. at the beginning. Yeah, yeah. It's like barely audible. Yeah. It's like recorded on like Edison wax cylinders. Like, it's like it's so like coming in and out. Really great. Like, yeah, really, really great. It's, it's very uh, very quiet. Yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the guy. Like it says it at the beginning. 
Probably some fucking Cuban. nobody. It's Cuban. <laughs> I'm not sure. There you go. Some Cuban. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what what what, what more there is to say. It's just uh, for me, it's like uh, it gets like for me. I, I gave this movie a five. Uh, again, gave it a five the first time too. I just like just the sheer scope of it and the spectacle of it is it's just like too much it's like there's no other movie i can think of i mean that i've seen and obviously like i think of things like that i haven't seen like cleopatra or something you know that's got mm. this, this epic scale you yeah know? yeah but like this movie is as close to that as i've gotten and it's just like some of the shit that they do in this is just insane to me for 64 it's just nuts and it's so clearly influential on so many filmmakers and people that i respect and like to watch their like a uh, uh just in particular like the obvious Paul Thomas Anderson has the shot of like he replicates the shot of the camera going into the pool in Boogie Nights mm. and um I mean there's just like, you can see I mean you could also see Tarkovsky like you can, yeah. he, I mean yeah easily Tarkovsky <laughs> yeah. I mean, even even in uh I mean uh Coppola and Scorsese are were the ones responsible for bringing it back to uh like to really? American audiences and right, everything right. And, I mean I can see it in their work too especially yeah. Scorsese some of his uh, editing choices and these uh, these like weird zoomings. It's gonna sound strange, but I almost get like a Terrence Malick feel from it. Like oh, the, the camera is like mm. again, the camera is just yeah. like floating. And, and like Terrence the, Malick loves that wide angle. Yeah, some, just shit, the camera yeah. work. Like if you like cinematography or any kind of like camera work, like the, you have to see this movie. Like yeah. definitely, absolutely. It's just a beautiful film. Mm-hmm. Anything else? No. Have we seen all? You, we've, all we've all seen Letter 5. Never Sent. Yes. What about uh, the cranes are flying? Have you seen this? I have yeah. not seen that. And uh, I prefer Letter Never Sent to this. I uh, I like the story of Letter Never Sent. I think I do too. I like. I, I gave them both five. I think I probably like Letter Never Sent as well more, but also because it's, and it's shorter, it's concise, and shorter. It's shorter. <laughs> it's like but, eighty eighty something minutes of it. Yeah, yeah. It's just a beautiful picture. But uh, he also did a Sean Connery movie. Uh, after this, which was his last film called The Red Tent, which I downloaded, I haven't watched it yet. It's from '69. Did he ever leave Russia? I'm assuming he did to work with Sean Connery. I don't yeah. know for sure. I don't know the history of that film. Hmm. Also, apparently, on the DV- this movie's not available on Blu-ray, uh, Soy Cuba. That is, uh, unfortunately, it's like the it's literally the movie crying out for Criterion to I, release yeah. a Blu-ray. Yeah, but there is a special like three-disc DVD edition that they released some years ago, and apparently on one of those discs there's a like an hour docu or it might be an hour and a half documentary about the making of the film, in which they interview people and stuff. So mm. I, I gotta see this thing. That I'm not thinking about buying the DVD to just to watch that. Yeah, yeah, because I really don't want to spend money on the DVD because. It's a DVD, but I, uh, <laughs> I might have to do it just to watch that because I'm really. Uh, I'm, it, it also feels like a movie that's just totally mysterious to me. Like I don't know, like it, uh, what what do we know about it? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you said, it was made behind the iron curtain. It's like you don't know shit about it. Yeah, because like apparently, like when it fizzled out for Cuban and Russian audiences, it was pretty much forgotten about until right. like the yeah. what early. Late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, sometime in I feel like it was in the in the early nineties. And it doesn't mm. really have that like I don't know, cool factor to it. I guess that some like forgotten B movies or something has. You right. know, so it, it's not yeah. like being resurrected by hipsters or something. You know. Right. Yeah. So I feel like it's truly forgotten. Yeah. It's kind of strange. It's mm. unfortunate. It really needs the uh, like I say the Criterion treatment would just be golden. 
Yeah. But uh, yeah, I gave it a five. Four point two five. Four. Four. Solid ratings all around. Um, we're, there is no feedback this week because nobody loves us. Damn. So nobody sent anything in for us to read. I would have. Did you? Well, you're a host now, so you don't get. <laughs> See, to you know it. what I hate about being on this show. What? And I, I almost didn't. You don't do get to listen it. to it. Almost didn't do this. Yeah. Because I I need stuff to listen to every morning. I understand. And now I have one. Well, you list. can listen back, and I can't. I no, can't I listen to my own voice. I, I, I okay, can't, can't I do it. I don't listen to our show either. Oh, it's okay. Just like, <laughs> I just, I can't do it. I was there, man. I got it. Because I'll be like, uh, man, I sound like a dumbass right there. Like, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can't do it. And then I'm at work. I'm like, I get depressed. I can't. I, you, know. you should listen to Film Junk. I do. Only. No. All the time. Sometimes I like. I mean, I get up. I'm like, I, I need something like. I need to listen to like video game news. Something just like. Like game junk, like like <laughs> junk food level. I need just like the happiest neutral stuff, you know. You should listen to uh, Bill Burr's Monday Morning podcast. <laughs> no, <laughs> it is hysterical. I hate the world afterwards. I'm sure it's so funny. Oh, but uh, yeah, um, so there's no feedback. But obviously, if anyone listening wants to write us a question, we would love that. And you can write to us at feedback at filmiacpodcast.com. And uh, please do. We're desperate to read emails to pad this fucking show out. No, I'm just kidding. But we do want to read. You them. didn't want to talk about the uh, the twists. I'll talk about anything. What twists? That uh, that thing that Jordan tagged. I us told in. Jordan to write in, and he didn't. He was, well, what what what? Did he didn't respond. I don't even know what it is. I didn't read it. It what was it? like a list of like top ten like um, story twists and movies. So oh, like, I saw that. I saw that. Like, it, it had Kevin Spacey on the thing. I don't think it thing. had any. <laughs> <laughs> well, oh, uh, like, yeah, Usual Suspects was number one. I want to say Sixth Sense was uh, number two or three. Oh, that's an M. Night um, But yeah, like there were a couple the on there. Yeah. Uh, the um, biggest twist for me in my entire life, I think, mm-hmm. was Unbreakable. I, I, I loved, in the I theater. In the fucking theater. I was just like... Like that was the shit. Unreal. Yeah, like I, I, me too. Like I, they call me Mister Glass. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, like, what? <laughs> it was so good. Uh, yeah, that was great. I yeah. hated the. Um, I just rewatched that like in the last year or two, and I. Please tell me it's still good. It is good. But, okay, good. But there's, there's a there's a button on the end where they like they have like a little afterward that they put on it as if uh, it's a real story. So and so helped. The police capture Mr. Gloss, and now he's serving time. And it's like, oh my god! Really? Why would you do that? It's a fictional fucking movie. Wasn't his last movie? Split was an unofficial prequel or something. Prequel? Yeah, prequel. Well, something like that. I don't know because Bruce Willis is in like the very end of it, and he's a little older. So I guess it's like a way far sequel yeah i don't know but i didn't see it i do i wanted to see it but then it was pg-13 i was like how good could this possibly be? it's okay I heard it was decent i gave it a three if, if that if that means anything. the girl from the witch is in it mm. have you seen the witch oh no 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 sorry and neither of you no i haven't seen it yet mm, gotta another, get on it uh, yeah. i have another suggestion to make <laughs> okay well uh i guess we can move on to uh What's up next for next week's episode? And it's uh, Kevin's turn here to pick a film for us well, to watch. Actually, Jonathan, would you like to go? Sure. Okay, um, so we're gonna just throw it all around and change the entire order. Well, I mean, <laughs> no, I I can I can go or no 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 no, no. I, it's fine. I, I agree. It's John's first time. He should pick. Yeah, yeah. You know, unless he's just like totally brain. We're gonna watch right Heart of Glass. We're gonna watch Heart of Glass. Yes. Heart of Glass. Okay. You need okay. to see it. 
I, it's been a long time. I need to rewatch it because it might suck, even though it's like in my top five. Ah. <laughs> and I've been I, really wanting to rewatch a lot of Herzog. I've so. only seen it okay. once, so I definitely would love to rewatch it. Yeah, cool. And, uh, and it'll be a good good way to start off my uh, rewatching Herzog. You're not going to get this unless you read about it, but all the actors are hypnotized. So do oh. you, you need to know that before you're watching because it's going to be really. If you, you don't know that, you'll think like, "What is happening? Why are the actors acting?" <laughs> they this are way? hypnotized before every scene by Herzog, <laughs> and there's an entire book written about it. Yeah, the book is, is amazing. Actually, it's actually quite good. Yeah, it's yeah. a very good book. When is there going to be a movie about Herzog? After when he, he dies, dies, probably. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, like even now, like he could play himself. And I mean, I, I would watch. The it. man is like a freaking <laughs> witch doctor. Yeah, it's it's the I, guy got shot and didn't care. It's <laughs> <laughs> like uh, Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt got shot and gave a speech. That's true. That's He's true. just a, a beast. bullet in his chest. I like his. I I, I yeah. can't remember the direct quote, but it's like he 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 thinks of filmmaking as like physical, like yeah. it's physical work. He's why he says he always is holding on to the yeah. belt of his deep of his deep ear, his camera, yeah. or whatever. Because he's like, he wants to be in like full control. Like he maneuvers him. <laughs> and, and he like works out. Like he has, you have to be physically fit to make films. Yeah, he's like, he says it's an athletic yeah, endeavor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah like he does, he does that kip up in uh, Julian Donkey Boy. Yeah, he's he's uh, he's the man. Especially like, you know, you watch those early films or like Burden of Dreams, for instance, where he just, he just he's just so cool. He's this mustache <laughs> and everything. Just espousing like the most ridiculous, like, faux philosophical yeah. poetry in the jungle like unlearned philosophical yeah, yeah like just like like it, it, you, you get the meaning but it's like it's he, as if he's, he's never, never he's never in, read any of yeah. it but he's somehow quoting it he doesn't he's like that otzi fotzi stuff yeah it's just it's so it's he's great yeah he's yeah. great he, enough cannot be said about him but um i do i I'll, i will say that there is like this kind of uh it seems like there's this weird co-opting of Hurts. He's like a Bill Murray esque kind of thing. Oh like yeah. Hipsters, uh, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the whole like the uh, the Danzig shirt that they read it as Herzog. Yeah. You know, and it's like this kind of like weird like like ironic worship of him. Da- like, I mean, he's kind of like, like the uh, like the cover of Danzig one that shirt. I guess. I, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it's just like all those all those metal shirts where they change oh, right, the metal right. logo to a filmmaker. But it seems like the only one I ever see is Herzog. I think it's the okay. same as like Lynch. Goofy. Like I think him and Lynch do it to yeah. themselves. Yeah. Like Lynch shows up on the Cleveland show. Right. Yeah, it's or like Louis Louis show. Louis. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They're like doing well, it. He was to good in Louis. He was good, but I'm saying But like Louis that, is a good show. They're kind so. of doing it. He's too. also playing like a kind of weird eccentric character, mm. not unlike himself. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's, Yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, I, I really uh really like Herzog anyway, I like his filmmaking and uh he's great and I can't wait to rewatch Heart of Glass and that'll be next week's show. Cool, and cool, uh cool. again if you have questions or comments, write to us feedback at filmyak.com. Filmyak feedback at filmyakpodcast.com. Check out our blog where uh we'll hopefully be posting more stuff soon. Uh the Phantom Thread trailer is up there. Uh, reviews, Yawn. things like that. <laughs> we talked about it last week. Uh, yeah, I I agree. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's not. It's not, sketch. It's not blowing me away. But uh, you know, <laughs> you never know with with uh, Paul Tom. Yeah, you know, I, I feel like he's just like an old man now, and he's just like I'm not really interested in making anything interesting anymore. I'm just gonna. This this is cool to me. It's a romance. <laughs> you guys, you guys know what looks really great right now. Have you all seen the trailer for I Tanya? <laughs> right? Am I right? <laughs> That that one I don't Jesus. know, man. I can't do it. 
Woo! I just don't, I don't, it feels like a, it feels like the very, very now thing that they're doing with it, where like mm. they take these serious stories and they turn them into comedies. And yeah, that's like, yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. well, it's set in the early '90s, so it's got to be a comedy. <laughs> yeah. Because all the people look ridiculous because they have like weird perms and big shoulder pads. It's like, yeah, you know. But it's like a very, it's like a serious thing. It's like this poor woman was injured and you know, this other woman was. Yeah, it's just bizarre. This some, weird story. some dude broke her yeah. broke her freaking knee, man. And like, have it's you, seen, some, have it's you some... seen the video of her like after, right after she got her knee broken? And she's no. like sitting in the hall. And she's like just screaming her fucking lungs out. Oh man, she's saying why, why? It's it's fucked. You cannot get through it. It's hard. Jesus. <laughs> It's brutal. We're just crying our eyes out. Oh, boy. Yeah. So on that, we're going to go ahead and uh, end the show. <laughs> Thanks again for listening. And uh, we'll see you next time on Filmiac. I gotta start that over. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm gonna say. A little here. more charisma. Oh, hey, little fish. <laughs> yeah, you gotta, what, what do they call it? Puke jock. Puke jock. <laughs> Isn't that what it's called? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> little fish. Yo, yo, one better. It's actually a B side for Jeremy. A lot of people don't know that. <laughs> That's the intro. <laughs> you can't. You can't delete any of this. <laughs>